This is a post-Christian podcast. Revolution family, this is Caleb. Before we start this episode of the podcast, I want to let you know that I messed up on this interview. Uh, It was the third in a series of interviews that we had done for the day, and I got a little bit cocky because the technology had been working so well that I did not back up the Skype audio of this recording like I should have, like I had been doing, and I didn't do that, and that's my fault, and I apologize for that. However, I do not apologize for the fact that this is a great interview and that it is with such a patient member of the body of revolution that Sean has uh, has made it very clear that he is more than willing to come back and clarify any holes or gaps left in his story from the technical issues. One of which, I'll give you a short little teaser here, has to do with the Beastie Boys before they were the Beastie Boys that we know and love. And so I I suspect and I'm pretty confident that Sean will be returning to fill in the gaps that the robots and technology and mind competence have left us with. And so here's a conversation, the second half of one anyways, with Sean Hollingsworth, who is an important piece of the puzzle in the Baker family history. Here we go. And so I kind of, at that point, decided I couldn't be Christian. Hey, Sean. Yeah? I am so sorry. I just realized that I had a technical hiccup while you were talking about the PTL stuff. I'm so sorry. Would you mind starting back uh, with your trip to North Carolina and when you met the singers and everything? Okay. So I'll lead you into it, maybe. Cool. I'm totally, totally uh, yours. Okay. So we just had a few little technical issues, but Sean Hollingsworth is here telling us an amazing story on, on Meet Your Congregation, and we had a little technical snafu, but I just want to kind of lead you in, Sean, back into your story. So you were raised in um, a fundamentalist background, maybe you'd say, uh, with a Christian scientist mother and an African-American fundamentalist father who was kind of an, in a searching stage during your childhood, a seeker, one might say. Yep. And then you became kind of infatuated with the Jesus movement. Is it with Calgary Hill? Calvary, Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel, yep. sorry. And then you had an opportunity to go to North Carolina and meet the people behind PTL, which you had been exposed to through your parents. So can you kind of pick up your story from there? Sure. Um, so I, I got to PTL, uh, I was, uh, I, I don't, gosh, I was 19 years old. And I got there, I was with my parents, and uh, it was, first of all, that nobody, you can't really understand. My first job, I didn't say this, but my first job was at Disneyland. I was, I, I danced <laughs> in the parade at Disneyland. Really? I was a friend, yeah, we have to, <laughs> in code, I was a friend of Tigger's and uh, a bunch of other things in the parade at Disneyland. So when I got to PTL, I didn't. I had no expectations. Um, I hadn't really because of the, I had been with YWAM prior to that. We didn't watch television and right. that sort of thing. So I wasn't really aware of what was happening there. And I got to this place and we pulled into the grounds and it was an entire park. It was an entire world that had been uh, with hotels and moat and 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 motels and condos and 
uh, rides and uh, this amazing hotel that had uh, the grand hotel that had an indoor sky that I'd never seen before. And uh, it was just incredible. I was like, I was, I was so excited. Did it remind and you of Disney? <laughs> was, it reminded me of Disneyland. Yeah. And there, except there was nobody smoking. There was, it was just like everything that I needed in my experience at that time, because I was still really um, dealing with these, you know, this coming out of the gay lifestyle idea and thought. And I, it was really perfect for me because I was surrounded in everything that my heart wanted, you know, which was the, the seeking and the, uh, the exploration and the glorifying of God. So it was, and in this physical world it, that they had created. And while I was there, there was this group of singers um, that were singing on the grounds called the Heritage Singers, and they were amazing. Yeah, they were good. They were so good. And I wanted to do that. I saw them. I had been singing for, for, uh, all of my childhood, you know, years, I wanted to be a member of Minuto group <laughs> at the time. I yeah. just, I wanted to be a, you know, a mouseketeer. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, these guys were singing; they were so good. And I was like, Dad, I, I want to, I want to do that. And uh, he's like, you know, go. He encouraged me. He said, go, go up to them. And I worked up the courage and I went up to them and uh, I asked him, you know, how, how do you get a job doing this? And long story short, uh, they, they, uh, I did some auditions for them. They introduced me to their bosses. Their bosses introduced me to uh, the, the, the woman who was over talent and events. Her name was Sandy. And she sat me down and she said, you know, Sean, we do not hire people from your lifestyle and we do not hire kids who are 19 years old to take on this level of ministry. Um, but I feel like God's got something for you here mm. and we're going to hire you. That's pretty amazing. I mean, do you know Sandy Patty? Do you know Sandy Patty was turned down as a PTL singer? Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So you're really, I mean, so many, you cool. have, the people who have come through that ministry, um, currently, you've got Donald Lawrence, who is one of the largest names in gospel music. He and I, he and I were in the group together at the same time. Oh, wow. uh, for him, the guy uh, Kurt uh, Kirk um, um, Sullivan, Kurt Sullivan, uh, from For Him. For Him was a big, huge group, but yeah. Kurt was in the group at the time. Alicia Williamson went on to be her own uh, star. She went with Truth, and then she went out on her own. Um, there are so many. Russ Russ uh, Lee. Uh, I mean, there are so yeah, many. A lot of people and Cece. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Um, all of us, Jackie Goucher, all of us got our 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 start there um the talent there was world class uh and i was the least of them i will tell you that (laughs) you know really really truthfully um and um so i hired i was the first time i i stepped onto the stage they gave me some directions they're like look at these two cameras don't follow the uh the roaming camera uh and go (laughs) and i stepped out there and of course all i did the first time was just follow the roaming camera. Right. I couldn't remember a thing there. It says something about the roaming camera. Okay, I'll just follow. Yeah, there was something about it. I was like, <laughs> well, you know, so I'm I'm like following it around, and the singers are nudging me, and um, 
but anyway, that happened, and I kind of, you know, I got through that and uh, sort of got my sea legs, if you will. Uh, but it was truly the most extraordinary period. I was there through um, the height, what I think was the height. We saw, we did the opening of the water park. Uh, oh yeah. It started the, a new building, and and then everything kind of fell apart. And um, uh, during that time, I was engaged also to a woman to be married. Uh, who I loved with all my heart. Uh, I still love. She's a good friend of mine still. Uh, but we were about to get married, and I realized we were looking at rings, and I had this revelation as we were, as I was about to do this that I can't do this to this woman. I could never make her feel as beautiful as she was. Right. And that's a pretty amazing thing that you saw that. Mm-hmm. at that point because a lot of people were just forced into marriages i mean yeah, i know so sure. many people who were just forced into marriages at that time and i really had that moment that if i do this she's going to be she'll never because i couldn't make her feel as beautiful as she was because yeah. my i just wasn't i wasn't i i didn't see her sexually i saw i didn't i saw her i could see her beauty but i didn't see her in the way that that a husband looks at her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I broke off the engagement. Uh, at that time, I also resigned from PTL. It was, uh, you know, almost as things were really starting to break apart anyway, and ended up on a trip to Europe. I moved to London. Well, I went there. My dad paid for me to go for three weeks on a sort of a walkabout, go to visit some YWAMs and that sort of thing. I ended up staying there two years. Um, I really came out because for the first time I was able to not be um, afraid of people finding out Mm, because I didn't know anybody there. there. And I didn't have the, my father who was a very powerful, loving, but powerful and imposing man. uh, I didn't have his watchful eye. So I was able to kind of uh, really look at, and just dive into what these feelings I was having. And um, I fell in love for the first time. And um, that was, you know, I finally understood what all of the songs were about. Yeah. And, you know, why do birds fall out of the sky? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I understood it all, you yeah. know, uh, all of it. And um, uh, I also had to separate myself i really just gave up on god uh at that point i gave up on me being because i couldn't figure out there was no connection between loving god and being a christian and also being gay and i knew that i was gay and i knew that i couldn't fix it and god didn't fix it for me um and i i pleaded and cried Mm. and fasted and i did everything that i could have and went through you know everything that i talked about before so for a long long time yeah Mm. I uh, just went without uh, any relationship. Um, And at a particular point, I I ended up, I did some things. I started up a nightclub over there uh, that I moved and it was called Singers. And then we moved it here to uh, the States. And I I opened up a club in L.A. um, and uh, went through, started my ego, uh, started growing and I, you know, was getting known, uh, for that. And, uh, at a particular point in the rise of my career, I hit a, I hit a, uh, a barrier and, uh, I, I lost, uh, a lot of, 
what I had built uh, in those young years. And I was still pretty young, but I remember really feeling desperate yeah. and, um, and hopeless and, yeah. and uh, broken. Mm. And um, I went back to my basic, uh, at that point, I remember kind of going back to, okay, I need God, I need something. And I remembered, and I decided I just needed to start with what I knew about before I knew about the rules, mm. before I knew about the doctrines. Uh, my experience of God at a, at my very youngest phase uh, of of belief, yeah. uh, which was uh, that God loved me, right, and that I was loved, mm. and. Then I started looking at the red letter, ver- red letter versions of the Bible for what did Jesus actually say? What, yeah. were, what were his teachings? And I, for, for many more years, then I began to just focus on those practices and that faith and following what Jesus said. And I kind of began to rediscover um, my relationship with God again. Uh, uh, that sort of uh, just grew deeper and deeper. I began to then be able to even go back to the Bible and look at it and then began to look at there's a, uh, an incredible bishop, uh, uh, an incredible theologian and bishop named uh, Shelby Spong. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spong's great. He wrote a book called Jesus for the Unbeliever. Mm. He began to really resonate with me. Um, and I began to have to, you know, strip away sort of all of the judgments and evaluations and and just have to began to recreate my personal relationship with God. Mm, right. And uh, was able to do that and was able to rediscover grace and rediscover um, love mm. and rediscover healing and rediscover connection. And um uh, that's, you know, sort of brings us to, to, to now. I mean, there's so, you know, there's a lot. I've got many years in between that, but it's, I'm at a point now in my life where I've built, I, uh, I've been married to my husband now for 20 years. Wow. Um, I have two, uh, teenage daughters, uh, twin daughters. Oh, wow. Uh, that, uh, are, uh, my genetic children and who are, you know, they're brilliant. I love them more than being a father is the best job I've ever had in my Aww. life. It's my most favorite thing that I've <laughs> ever, ever, ever done. That's so sweet. It's really, it's really just, um, it's pretty amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's the best. Yeah. And so, and now I'm at a point where I'm, I built, we, I have, uh, with my spouse, we have two businesses. We have an accounting firm and mm. we have, and we breed Australian Labradoodles, two oh, completely cool. different things. Um, and, um, I'm getting, I'm stepping away. We've got the movie and I'm stepping away and I'm starting, beginning to start. And this is why I started listening in on YouTube. Yeah. I really like the truth that you're pursuing with Revolution Church because what I really what I what I believe is that one of the things that I I've, I've done is I've done a lot of exploration and I've come to uh realize and notice that the truths uh the core truths of Christianity, of Christ's teaching, of Jesus's teachings 
are similar to truths that are, are taught in all ten of the major religions. Right. So I'm putting together a project. It's called A Simple Truth. And we're gathering together ten ecumenical leaders from ten different faiths. Uh, we're doing ten uh, uh, sort of podcasts and, and memorializing it into a book to identify love thy brother, you know, love thy brother as thyself, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, love thy neighbor as thyself, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's a basic teaching. Yeah. It's a basic truth. Mm -hmm. And that truth, we're going to spend, we're going to spend time, uh, identifying each of those truths from the, from the sacred texts of Christianity, mm -hmm. which is what I know, and also the other, uh, sacred texts and each each uh, leader is going to share for five minutes from their text based on that particular truth uh, and then we're going to just have a 10 minute discussion that's awesome uh, about that's so what's cool. opened up i love that and uh we're gonna so my intention is to do do this over time and to to begin to create projects based interfaith projects based on common truths, not based on doctrines mm, and right, all right. of the other mishigosh mm. that uh, divides us. But let's just focus on the truth. The truth, and for me, I can say this: for God, as I know Him, uh, I'm going to focus on those truths to uh, try and create uh, cohesive action, interfaith action, right. and uh, see what we can accomplish. That's beautiful. That's quite that. a quite a journey um, that you've that you've been yeah, through. Yeah, it's no kidding. Wild that you ended up listening to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, How wild that the. I'm the so little, glad I did too. <laughs> the little toddler running around the heritage grounds. Now you're listening to his talks on Sundays. How crazy! And didn't you mention to me uh, previously on a, on a, a, in a different conversation? Didn't you mention that you you coached Jay on drama or something like that? Jay, I don't know. Yes, I did. Um, Jay, I don't know if you'll remember, it was, uh, Carlos who was, I, I, I think Carlos yeah, my, my used to bring you down. Yeah. Yep. He used to bring you down to, we, you, we only worked together probably. I mean, I only worked one-on-one -on -one with you probably four or five times. So I actually do not expect you to remember, but you would come down to Jay Charles cause that was where you wanted to do it. Yeah. The Jay Charles and, limited. Uh, yep. It was a clothing you store wanted, named after uh, me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Get out of here! And um, I would do, I was That's doing crazy. I would do like these individual coaching sessions on you um, with improvisation and and uh, stage presence essentially because you were so shy. I was super shy. I'm still super shy. Mm. I'm extremely introverted. And uh, and I was doing that because I was in those plays. I was in, I was on like the dinner theater, and and I was in a, a play that was in the bar, the Christmas plays. I was always in the Christmas plays. Yes, which was yeah. really strange because I was such a shy little boy, and I'm still a shy adult uh, or introverted adult now that I I know more about that type of thing. But but yeah, but it, it seems sense that my like my dad was very introverted, you know, but would come alive in front of the camera, and I guess I was starting to learn how to express myself with your help and other folks help in front of an audience, yeah. you know, because I would, my dad would, mom and dad were always wanting me on mm. TV, mm -hmm. you know, and I would be burying my head in my, my, you know, in the, my, my dad's side or my mom, you know, and they were like, no, look Hiding. at the TV. Yeah. yeah so mm. I'm sure there was other yep. motives rather than just the plays. I'm sure they were like, well, we got to get Jamie Charles out of his cocoon. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, it was, yeah, I, I remember, and I was, you know, I was 19 years old at the time, too. I was a, a, an arrogant shit, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Uh, but I remember that really well. Uh, you know, there was that, we had, I had interactions with your sister a lot, too. We okay. did some backups on some of her, when Tim Minor came in and did her album. Yeah. We did some backups for a couple of her songs and uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, it was what you, I can't imagine, honestly, brother, honestly, uh, like all, all gloss and butterflies and halo angels aside that the, the um, uh, sort of the, the lens that you were under uh, at that age, uh, particularly being shy, I just wish that's why the adult in me wants to just give you a huge hug. Um, because that, you know, for you to have gone through that and then created a ministry uh, that is so powerfully reaching out to um, all of us. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the, the, what is it, the island of misfit, misfit toys. toys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's what the strange thing, I think part of it is, is when, you know, having people love you for who you are at the time. You know, I mean, a lot of people love me because of who I was. Other, I was chubby kid, so a lot of kids made fun of me. And I was very insecure, very quiet kid. But then when we, we, when the scandal happened, when the fall happened and we lost everything, you kind of found out who, who was there and who wasn't there. You know what I mean? And who was, yeah. who, you know, and, and, and you kind of realized different parts of the church. And I think the lucky thing for me was, is when I was 20, I found out about grace and I found out that a lot of the stuff that I experienced as a child wasn't crap. And a lot of it was, but I was able to take the good things and, and, and say, I want to take these good things about, you know, because my, my parents were all about God loves you. God loves you. I mean, I don't, neither one of them are really theologians. They were just more of like this idea that Jesus loves you, you know, and, and want you to build big things for God, I don't know, or, or be cool for God or whatever. And I was able to take some of those things and, and, and run with them and follow. Yeah. One of the things my parents did teach me was to follow my um, convictions, you know, especially my mother. And, um, and so I just went through and followed my convictions. I, I'm curious, though, as, as being basically you were a closeted gay man, forced in the closet, you know, did you realize that my mom was going to end up being a gay icon or was she already a gay icon and like in the in the mid 80s? Your mom, Jay, um, gosh, I'm going to be really I never felt warmth from your dad. Yeah. But your mom uh, was exactly who she was. Yeah. Mm. She just was exactly who she was. And you said something just a moment ago about you learned about grace. Yeah. Your mom, uh, she was she was like an, a living embodiment of God's love and grace. God loves you. He really does. Yeah. Um, I can just hear her saying that every day. And um she, I didn't know that. I remember um, when she did the show with Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. And I was so excited. Hey, listen, I remember, and we should have known when she brought Richard Simmons onto her house party. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't know. Richard, Richard Simmons, I can't tell you 
how delighted and horrified people were. <laughs> I know. At that I, no, I went to a truck stop. My mom took her to Gus's. She, my mom used to love her to go to this truck stop to eat lunch. It was called Gus's. And she took Richard Simmons to this truck stop. <laughs> and he was running around pulling salt shakers out of random strangers' hands saying, don't put that on your food. Don't eat that. Don't do that. And I was just like this, you know, shy little kid like, what's happening? Like he made my mom look like she was an introvert. You know, I was like, <laughs> it was insane. Like Tammy, their faces. at a yeah. truck stop with Tammy Faye and Richard Simmons. I could probably do a TV series based yeah, on it. Real. That should have been its own show. Yeah, really, oh, really. That's such a premise. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I didn't know that she was going to be an icon. All I knew is that she loved people. Yeah. And she made me feel loved. And I, and her reaching out and embracing of the gay community, particularly in those, cause you know, that happened, uh, you know, several, several years after the, you know, everything went down. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, that also made a huge difference in my ability and my, my courage really to reengage the idea of God. Yeah. And I'm so grateful, oh, so grateful. Good She's, to hear. You know, yeah. I mean, she took me to my first, you know, openly gay church. You know, and she was never publicly affirming, mm. but you know what she showed me in the light my life was is that you know there's this is why I had all these questions. Right. She's taking me to these churches yeah. that are you know affirming before they yeah. were affirming really affirming churches and, and, and it was just really this amazing thing for me to see and just yeah. you know i have a theological mind like my father but i have this love and acceptance like my mom this kind of these mix you know so i'm going and then i'm theologically my brain is just ticking mm. nothing's different here what's the difference what's going on here you know yeah. i've got to look into the bible what does the bible say you know and it wasn't enough just to read the bible at face value i was like well what's the history of the bible say what is the greek word of this what is the historic background of this you know what was the law in the roman and why was paul who was paul talking to was he talking to gay people no he actually wasn't talking to gay people at all he was talking to people who were worshiping a different god and so it was just the interesting thing that took me down this trail is because it was like you know, you, you experience a regular evangelical church, and then you go into an LGBTQ church uh, that was at the time, it wasn't just an affirming church, it was a church for LGBTQ people. Um, and that no one even said LGBTQ at the time. When I was at the church, it was gay and lesbian, basically. And, um, and they're worshiping God just the same as any other church mm. I'd ever been in. There was no difference, right. you know? And, um, and you know what was almost amazing is that... God would show up there. Right. right. That's There's what no I, demons well, that's possessing what I, everyone. Well, that's what I was really surprised by, especially at that age, is that it was that God was, you know, there in those moments as much as that God was there in any other moment I'd ever seen. And I said, okay, nothing's yeah. different here. Nothing is different here. And there's, and, and the, there's got to be something to this, and mm. I've got to look into it, you know. And... um and, and, and yeah, and I, I was, I, you know, some people were very horrified of what I, my, my conclusions were, um, especially then because I was a little bit more evangelical. I was a little bit more literal and I'm actually glad I went through that at that time 
because I really dissected it. Mm. Now, like if had I come to the conclusion now, I would be like, well, I just disagree with Paul, you know. But now I can actually say, like, if you're a literalist, mm-hmm. you should be an affirming person, yeah. you know. So that you know was that was, terms. was a cool experience to mm-hmm. have, you know. And and uh, how my mom, you know, I just built on my mom. I just evolved on yeah. my mom that concept of grace and love. Just you know, I took it into a theological direction that she, mm. you know, wasn't able to do because she didn't have that training. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that's what really has gotten me excited about your movement is just that it's just it's just because grace is unwarranted favor. It's it's not you know, it's not you can't you can't earn it. It's not you know, you don't get you don't get it because you do it. But grace is it by its nature is just available. Yeah, it just is. It's just is. It is what it is and it's not fair and it's not it's great. It's not fair, but it's great. It's, it's not fair. I love that. It's, yeah. it's not fair. It's you not. know, I, I have to say it's the best it's closest thing I can compare it to is anarchy, you know, because it makes everybody mm-hmm. mad because it covers everybody. You know, you know, so it's there's all and I think as a lot of Christians are always looking for the asterisk with grace. You know, like who doesn't get mm, it? Mm-hmm, you know, and it's like that's not mm-hmm. that's not how grace works. You know, yep. <laughs> Everybody gets to go to the show. <laughs> the idea, and this is really huge, and this is really goes back to my ten simple truths: is God is not a respect. You know, one. You know, you have to if you look at the Bible, if you look at what yeah, what it says about who God is when it's consistent. Yeah, um, <laughs> God is not a respecter of persons. Yeah. And what that means is he really isn't. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. It's not going to not rain because you pray it doesn't rain. That's not how it works. That's not how God works. God is consistent. It's 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 a consistent principle. It's a consistent love. It's a consistent grace. Um, If you were to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, then the work that he did is grace for all. Yeah, yeah. It's not a condition. It's not like grace for a couple of people. The work was the final sacrifice. It was the, the, the ultimate sacrifice of grace. So that, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm no, preaching. I know, I get you. Show. No, but I mean, it's, it's funny because it's like, I mean, people don't realize when Paul, was, as Paul says, God was being entirely fair when he did not punish those who sinned in former times. I mean, people don't look at the inclusions there and and mm. don't use the reality of like, well, then if that's true, then mm. would would it not be as good news now after Jesus? You know, so that whole right. like inclusion, right. yeah, is it's easy to miss those nuances or mm-hmm. be re- read over them fast mm-hmm. or they're uncomfortable or strange, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So or to put a spin on them. And when, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing more sinister for me than when you when religion is used to divide and yeah. separate and uh, you know that's not that's not who Jesus was. Yeah, it breaks And if my we're going to be followers of him and his example, then you know, there's a lot of, we got to change some attitudes. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like everybody wants to try to make it exclusive one way or the other, right. and that's that's the battle that we're doing. You know, is we're we're trying to get people to argue well and have really good conversations where we're able to still love each other even when we disagree, and and maybe come to a different place because we can have the conversations rather than scapegoating one another of saying, "Well, we'd be better off if it wasn't for them." Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. 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 
So that's that's the that's the tough the the moving goalposts. Yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough. But Mm. well, I mean, I this has been awesome, and and I really appreciate you doing this. We always end up with just asking this one question that we ask everybody is. Um, you know, if if we were to add something to revolution or do something different, I mean, honestly, right now, revolution is just focusing on on actually tightening up what we have right. now because we just need to do that because we're in this place where we've just got to tighten things up. Mm-hmm. But in the future, or or maybe there's things that you think we missed. You know, just basically any advice that you have for us as as a, as, as a as a as part of the community. Um, I have so I'm I haven't given that thought. My my gut reaction uh, is to say that you're enough. You're it. You're right. Uh, you're on. You're on it. And to always think bigger because there's what you're doing and what you're providing is not small. It's global. Yeah. And who and your and who we are that uh, that want to sit in agreement with you um, are enormous. Yeah, um, so I just be uh, be be bold. Yeah, is all I. That would be my advice. Is be and when you think you've been bold, be bolder because <laughs> uh, what. What you're delivering is exactly, um, particularly in this country uh, and globally. If you look at uh, the discord that's there, what's your what's your the table that you're setting is where most of us want to sit. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you. I mean, that's really encouraging. Uh, you know, I mean, because it, it, it's. It's tough. Sometimes when you're bold, you get kicked in the teeth and you don't ever recover, you know, and, and, and I think it's been a slow recovery from being bold in the past. And But, you know, I just keep doing it because it's all I know how to do. And, 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 and that's what I, I mean, my parents just put that in me, you know, to, you know, instead of building buildings, I try to tell truths, you know, or at least get people to discuss things and find truth on their own and live life well. Mm. Yeah. So. So that's what we're trying to do. So I really appreciate. I mean, to hear that is is extremely encouraging. And uh, actually, I'm like curling up in a ball right now because yeah. I don't even know how to take positive affirmation. So you thank know, you. But you know, it's true, and that's part of why. That's part of that that retreat is the oh. Can I use bad language? <laughs> yes, you yeah, can. Of course. Yeah. Oh fuck! I'm big enough. Oh, right. fuck. <laughs> I, you know, because the other thing I'll tell you is that I'm remembering for myself. Uh, is that it is not about us. It's yeah. really about us allowing ourselves to get out of the way and be a conduit yeah. for hmm. the message itself. And you are a conduit for that message. So you're, that's it. I mean, that's Thank really you. it. And yeah, you're amazing. Yeah. I appreciate Both you, of you guys. You guys are an awesome team. Yeah, we appreciate are a great that. team. We're, we're, we're really we need each other to do this so it's pretty awesome so well thank you so much thanks for sharing this with us and um what a cool backstory we're getting so much bigger history yeah we just had my nephew on earlier so this is great so this is great so well you know and if i don't know if you're on online or anything but feel free to hit me up with a message or something and we'll try to connect and maybe chat sometime soon absolutely i'm friends with uh caleb so we'll uh 
I'll reach out. We'll get him. you in the uh, in the revolution. Uh, we have a, a, a private members thing. We'll, we'll get you in. Fantastic. There. Okay. Cool. Awesome. I'll, I, I'm 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 in. I'm on board with whatever you guys are doing. Uh, so you know what you you know I'll be I'll be I'll be uh, there for you. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Cool. Well, we really All appreciate right, you, Sean. Love you, you, love you too. Lots Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Christian podcast.